what's going on? How you doing? How you doing? Man, I don't even know how I'm doing. That's how I answer a lot of questions in life. Like when people ask me questions, I just say, man, I don't even know. That's probably about 50% of the questions I get asked. That's how I answer them. Probably a little bit more than that. Probably more like 54%. I'd be like, Glenn, how you doing today, man? Man, I don't even know. Glenn, what time we going to meet up tomorrow? Man, I don't even know. Where do you want to eat, Glenn? What do you want to eat? Man, I don't even know. I love you. Do you love me, Glenn? Man, nah. <laughs> but I hope that everybody's good. If you don't know how you doing, that's probably good. You know what I mean? Like if I say, how you doing? You're like, man, I don't even know. Like that's better than knowing and it being bad. You know what I'm saying? Like because you're here, you're alive. You know? Being alive, like, that is way better than being dead. You know what I mean? It just is. Especially, you know, if you wasn't ready to go. I don't think, well, I think some folks are ready to go. You know what I mean? They're tired of it all. I'm tired of it all. And everybody wants a legacy. You know, everybody wants to be like, I want to be remembered when, uh, when I die, they want, they want, they, I don't know if it brings some kind of comfort, like my memory will live on, or, you know, I had my kids, and they will carry on my legacy, but I mean, <clears throat> I had to clear a little muci out of my throat, but, uh, but it really don't matter, you know what I mean, it really don't, it really don't, I don't even know why I said all that, I don't even know. Man, I saw I saw today I was driving down this road and there were some mobile homes. I saw a uh I saw a cross, like a big cross, dude. It had to be like probably about four I would say about four foot four foot tall, you know. Maybe about two and a half foot wide. And it was nailed up on the side of a trailer, like on the well, on the end of a trailer. Right, but it was like off center, and uh, I think that it was supposed to be on center. It was just like somebody nailed up this big cross. And if you man, a lot of people put up crosses. I ain't got a problem with that. A lot of people nail them stars of their houses. You know, a little star decoration, a little little cross nailed up on your mobile home. You know, there ain't nothing wrong with it. Is what I always say. You know, but this one was off center. I was like, man, that husband done a shoddy job nailing up a cross you know the wife was probably like you know when you gonna get that when you gonna get that cross nailed up on the outside of the trailer and he was like he just got tired you know he was might have been a little bit drunk he was tired he's tired of listening to his old lady so he just went out there and nailed it up you know and he did a shoddy job at it you know when I when I drove by and sent it today, I was just like, man, what a shoddy cross hanging right there. You know what I mean? <sighs> I'm glad I'm not that guy, because now he has to listen. You know, he has to listen to his wife probably be mad, you know, about the cross hanging, unless she's blind. 
then she don't even know that it's crooked. You know what I mean? But how hard is it when you're when you're hanging up a cross on the end of your mobile home? How hard is it to break out a tape measure? You know? How hard is it? That ain't hard. You know, I'll just eyeball it. You know, that ain't never a good idea to eyeball it. You know, it just ain't. It ain't a good practice. You know, but who am I? Who am I, man, to judge? You know, because the intention, they're good. You know, the message is good. We got us across. And we're going to put it on our trailer for, for people to see as they go by. You know, but it wasn't so much this big cross that's hanging on the end of the trailer that will catch people's eye. But think of all the people that'll drive by and be like, man, what is that? Shoddy cross hanging job they done over there. You know, that's just, I mean, that's just, that's just my two cents. But anyway, I, I, I hope that you guys are having a good week or had a good weekend. I mean, what even's going on anymore? You know, it's like everybody got so tired from the way that we lived last year that everybody's just like, you know, going out in full force everywhere. And, you know, the people are saying stuff like it's coming back, you know, and all these mutations and everything. And everybody's just like, man, I don't even care. You know, it don't even matter. It don't even matter to me. But anyway, I got my front tooth fixed this week. I did. I did. Let me tell you about that. My, I had a filling fall out of my front tooth. Right. If you have a filling fall out of a tooth, your front tooth ain't the good. It's like the it was in the front of my tooth. And uh, it was like a little filling that I had in the front of my tooth. And my lip hit it. Right. My lip hit it. and uh, And so it was like, I don't know. It wasn't a big deal, but you can't just let a hole in your tooth go. It just ain't good to do that, you know? And so, uh, so I was like, man, I need to get this thing fixed. And, uh, I hate the dentist. Like, I really hate the dentist. And, uh, I, I just don't like people up in my mouth, you know? Um, and so, or I should say, I don't like people's hands up in my mouth. That just ain't, I, I it's just weird to me. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I put off for a couple of weeks, I put off calling the dentist and then I was driving by my dentist's office one day and I just was like, man, I'm going to physically walk up in there and say that I need an appointment, you know? And you might be like, why dude? Why you just ain't call them? It was like, I had to make myself physically it was more easier for me to do that physically. And, you know, I had to make appointments for my family and, and like my kids and myself, I was just like, dude, I got so much of this to do. I'm just going to go up in there, you know, or I'm going to put off doing it. So I went up in there and I was like, look here, I got a filling falling out of my tooth. And they were like, well, we need the dentist that did that filling to put the filling back in your tooth. That's the way that they like, you know, the, to do it and I'm like man I don't even know all right well well so they said well she has an opening um next week right she has like one opening and you can either take that 
or she's on her honeymoon the next week. So it will be the next week, you know, before she gets back. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, man, I don't want old honeymoon hands up in my mouth. You know, I just don't like that. No, I don't want that. And so, uh, like, I was like, I'll take the one before. And the lady at the desk failed to see the, she failed to see the humor in what I was, <laughs> what I said. Because I just said I don't want honeymoon hands in my mouth. You know, who wants honeymoon hands in your mouth? Yeah. Don't nobody want that. People wash their hands. People will wash their hands. You know? People wear gloves at the dentist. The dentist, the dentist, uh, office, everybody wears gloves. And so, um, I just don't like that thought, though. You know? Because there's activities they do sex on honeymoons, you know? And so I like to think that my dentist never has done sex and, and that, you know, it's kind of the same thing when you, when people's making you food, you just like to pretend that no, no, uh, horseplay has ever gone on, you know, no kind of funny business. They've just lived a life of innocence and cleanliness. You know, anybody that touched my food, you know, ringing up my food at the grocery store. It's just a bunch of virgins ringing up my produce, you know. And so I was like, man, I don't even want this woman's honeymoon hand. So I had to go ahead and bite the bullet. You know what I mean? I had to go ahead and go through with it. And it was not fun. Feeling like, because they, they had to put the filling in my front tooth. Then they got to grind it and like, like smooth it down and buff it out, you know. And it's just like not, I don't enjoy it. You know, and they shot my, it's like in the front of my mouth. So they had to shoot my, they said, your face is going to get numb, you know, because we're having to shoot this in the front of your face, you know, and they shot all this, I guess, I guess it's Novocaine they shot in the front of my face. And so like on the way home, I was just like saying quotes from Scarface, you know, because my face was all numb and I was just like, you know. I just thought that that was what I was supposed to do because I didn't know what else to do with. What else do you do with a numb face? Yeah. I wonder if anybody that, uh, that's ever had that, like a cokehead has gone to the dentist. I'm sure it's happened, you know, that a cokehead's gone to the dentist and then, uh, snorted a bunch of cocaine and just felt nothing. Yeah. And they like the numbness. I bet that, I bet it'd make you mad. I bet if you're a cokehead, you get mad at that. But, anyway, it's all done. It's as good as new. It came out while I was flossing, but it's as good as new. And I didn't have to have old, old honeymoon hands as enjoying her honeymoon now, so... Um, you know, I won't have to go back for a while. And, you know, hopefully, like, if I take care of everything, then the other ladies... Um, just clean my teeth and then the dentist just comes and takes a look see you know so hopefully hopefully everything's on the up and up hopefully everything is good from here on out because man let me tell you something i don't like that i don't want that lady's dirty marriage hands in my mouth so 
Sounds like that. But anyway, what else is going on? What else is even happening, buddy? Oh, I saw a commercial, right? There's this new Netflix show coming out. Um, and it's like a masked, mat, it's like a mad, it's like a masked dating show, right? It's where all these people wear masks and they go out and they, I guess they go out on dates together and, you know, hang out together and talk. And, uh, it was like, uh, it, it showed them all, like, I get the mask, like the mask singer, People watch that. I've never watched an episode of that. I'm not very big on them singing shows anyway. But, uh, you know, it's just a, it's like a fad right now where they wear these big masks, you know. And, and this is a dating show. And, and I guess so you fall in love with each other's personality, right? And, uh, and then they take the masks off at the end. What I would be down with the show. I would be 100 percent on board with the show if there was some ugly people up in the masks you know i shouldn't say ugly just harder to look at you know like people with teeth missing you know or like an eye patch you know scars anything because all when it showed all the people's faces when they take the mask off it's like a bunch of good looking people that ain't entertaining you know, that ain't entertaining. What would be entertaining is, you know, because everybody likes to act like they ain't shallow. You know, everybody likes to act like, oh, it's not about looks. You know, like the, like, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about like, because of, of course, if I'm scraggly and the lady's scraggly, you know, of course it's not about looks. We both scraggly, you know? We just, we just dating within our means. That's all that is, you know, cause you kind of date, you kind of date on your, like, if you're a five, you date a five. If you're a six, you date a six and you're always trying to go up. You know what I mean? Nobody's trying to go down. You know, who's trying to go to, who's trying to date down? That's all I'm saying. So if you're like a seven and you're dating a five, there's a reason that you are. There's a perk to that, that everybody might not see. Everybody might not know, but you know, you know what it is. You know, it's your dirty little secret is what it is. And so, you know, what would be great is because there's so many, there's so many good looking people that I've heard that are like, um, I just fell in love with, you know, the, they, the way that they were, the way that they treated their children or the way that they, you know, treated me or looked into my, like you, they're just a genuinely good. Okay. Okay. Sure. They are sure. You fell in love with their personality. Now, if you just, if you had that dating show, you know, because that's, that's what you're trying to do. That's the whole premise of the show is not to be like, uh, shallow, ain't it? Ain't that what it is? And then, like, but if you put, like, Mr. Scragglepuss up under that mask, you know, and you got a dime sitting there in the other mask, you know, and she falls, or she thinks she falls for old Mr. Scragglepuss, but she don't know that he's Mr. Scragglepuss. She just thinks that he's, like, you know, on her level, you know, because they wouldn't put no ugly people on TV, she would, you know, she'd think. 
And then when they took the mask off, you know, and they're all talking about how, like, oh, we fell in love with each other so fast and blah, we like all the same thing, blah, blah, blah. And then old Mr. S- they do the reveal and and this guy, this guy's face falls out of there. You know, he might be missing a front tooth or it might be black. You know what I mean? He might have a cross eye. Or what about the girl? I'm not, he's, it's both ways. I'm not just saying women are shallow. You know, I'm not saying at all that just women are shy. I'm saying do that to the guys too. You know, pull that thing off. Pull that mask off and let him see that and let him admit how shallow he is in front of everybody. You know, and he wouldn't even have to admit it. You could see it in their face. You could see the disappointment in their face. It ain't nothing better than reality TV when you get to watch disappointed people. I love to see people disappointed on reality TV. You know, it's just a good feeling. It makes you feel, when you see other people disappointed, you know, it, it kind of makes you forget about, about you know, your problems for a while. You know, and you get to rev, relish in the, that saddest, I mean, it's a satisfying feeling is what it is. Let's be honest with ourselves. You know, I'm not gonna lie. That may, I might be a little bit sick. You know, I might be a little bit sick for saying that, but you tell me, you tell me that, you know, if you had some, you know, bodybuilder guy with abs, you know, and then you had old Butterface up under that, up under that mask, you tell me that you wouldn't enjoy watching the, the, the anticipation and the excitement just totally leave his face, you know, as he's filled with like, Oh my goodness, look at her, you know? Tell me that that wouldn't be satisfying TV. See, I would make a good TV executive, especially for reality TV. I know what people want to see. You know, people don't want to see happily ever after all the time. They just don't. People want to see disappointment. People want to see people's lives falling apart, you know? People want to see pain that ain't theirs you know they want to be entertained at at the expense of others so whenever i saw that i was like dude i'd be totally down but not with that you know that's too pretty and clean and no thank you hard pass on that but anyway that's uh that's something that i synced um what else is up what else have I even been doing? I've been thinking, I've been reflecting a lot lately about my prime age. Like, what was my prime age, right? What was my favorite age to be looking back on my life? And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, uh, like, at the time. Because sometimes you don't know that something was your favorite until it's over. You know, sometimes you don't know. It's kind of like what people say. Sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. It's like, that's how my life is, man. Like, there are times in my life that I didn't know that this was like, this was going to be my favorite time of my life. But, uh, but it ended up being like, I saw a, uh, I saw a little meme and I had all the Sandlot kids on it from the movie The Sandlot. If you ain't seen Sandlot, you need to watch The Sandlot. 
And uh, speaking of Sandlot, what about Field of Dreams? They're going to play baseball there. Do you know that? Do you know that? I'm excited about that. But anyway, uh, it's in Iowa. Ray. Ray. Listen to me, Ray. That's my James Earl Jones. Anyway. Um, I saw this little meme, and it said it had all the Sandlot kids, and it said one time, uh, there was a time when you and all your friends went out to play for the last time, but you didn't know that it was the last time. And that, like, that, uh, that hit a nerve with me, man. That, like, I really, I really felt that, you know? It tickled my crying bone, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't cry because I'm, my tear ducts don't work. But, uh, but that hit me. You know, like I was thinking about the last time that I had a pair of cleats on and played baseball. Like I didn't know that that was my last, that would be my last time walking off a baseball field in a pair of cleats. You know, and I thought about all these last times, you know, that I didn't know at the moment this is going to be it. You know, this is going to be the last time I do this. Like, the last time I see this person, you know? Like, maybe someone's dead, and you didn't know they were going to be dead the last time you saw them, and you're just... You kind of rush that transaction, you know? And you think back about it, and you're just like, man, I didn't know. That was it, you know? But I was thinking about the prime, my prime age, and I would probably say, dude, I'd probably say about... I'd probably say about 17, 16 or 17. That was my prime age. Now, I'm not saying everything was peachy, which it wasn't, because when you're a teenager, everything ain't peachy. You're feeling all kind of stuff, and you're just you're just all over the place, man. But as far as, like, responsibilities, I didn't have a lot of responsibilities, right? I was, I could do pretty much whatever I wanted within reason. I mean, I wasn't supposed to be doing anything that I wanted. <laughs> I'll say that. But, I mean, basically, I was doing whatever I wanted. To. You know what I mean? And, uh, I don't know, man. Probably about 16, 17 years old. You know, right before, right before life slaps you in the face and says fun time's over. You know, you're hanging out with your friends going here and there and everywhere you're having fun you know you're laughing you know everything ain't good you have your little part-time job you might even have your little full-time job when you're that age you know but you're full of energy you get off work you're not tired you know i remember before when i was that age one summer i want to say i was 16 or 17 I worked all night. I actually was working third shift um, for a summer or something. I worked third shift. I drove and hung out with my friends all day. I drove and met some friends that I had um, that were up from Atlanta. And I drove and met them, and we hung out, like, all day. And then um, I drove back and went back to work like that night you know that's like how you if i did that now are you crazy 
Are you crazy? Like, there is no way that I could do that now. There ain't enough five-hour energy, you know? But it just flies by, man. Life flies by. And, like, you're, you're, before you know it, you're, like, you're in this body. And you're, like, dude, I'm about to be 40. And I feel like I'm about to be 40 physically. But mentally, I really don't feel that way. You know? Mentally, I'm, like, dude, what even happened? What even happened? I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, it just, it seems like just yesterday, I was in Boaz, Alabama. There was an outlet store down in Boaz, Alabama. And, uh, and my family used to go shopping down at the, at the outlet store in Boaz, Alabama. And, uh, there were all these different, you know, stores in this big outlet in Boaz, Alabama. And, uh, and I remember there was this place, um, there was this place, I want to say it was called Vanity Fair, maybe, but they had all these, like, they had all these clothes in there, and I remember this huge, you know, this huge bra and panty section, you know what I mean? It's like a huge bra and panty section, like, all the tags and displays and everything. I was a little kid. So I was just trying to sneak a peek, you know, at anything that at that age, when I was that age, how old I was, probably about 11 or 12. I was just trying to sneak a peek at any kind of anything I could get my hands on. You know what I mean? But it just didn't hit the same. It didn't hit the same there because there was all these fluorescent lights, you know, and it was more like <laughs> these aren't, these aren't, uh, there's the the seductiveness wasn't there in the ads it was like a it was like utility you know what i mean it wasn't like it was like there's nothing fancy here to see you know it was just like this will get the job done you know it's kind of like the dollar tree you know you don't walk into the dollar tree to be blown away you walk into the dollar tree you know cuz you broke and you need a pair of salt and pepper shakers you know, to get you by. And that's kind of what, you know, an outlet bra and panty section is to a little kid that's just trying to, just trying to get by, man. I'm just trying to make it, you know, but it just was different. You know, I got my first pair, I got my first pair of, uh, of stonewash pants there. Actually, I was excited because all my friends had the eighties stone and mine were black and they had little sections. And, uh, dude, I was so... I thought I'd arrive when I got them things, right? But I was, like, years behind. Like, not the stonewash like now, but, like, the really tacky-looking stonewash. Like, it looks like they washed it with a bunch of stones and bleach. That's what I had. You know? I didn't have nothing, nothing fancy. But what I did have, man, because I wore a lot of hand-me-downs. Oh, know who they were from, you know, because there wasn't no boys bigger than me in my family. I tell you that much, but somehow my parents knew some people and they, they give us old clothes, you know, we'd wear them. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, my prime age, I would think, I would think 16, 17 year old, years old, you know. You just, you, you, you're mature enough to be doing some of the cool stuff, like driving, 
maybe smoking you a pack of camels, you know, pack of cigarettes. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that at all. Cause then that was, I think I started maybe about 15, 16 year old smoking cigarettes. And that was a battle that I, I mean, I still, I still, man, them demons, I'm still like resisting them demons. I tell you what, some days you just want you a cigarette, you know, but it ain't good to do. Cause once you pick it up, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, finally getting out of a toxic relationship. You know, if you break up with a, let's say you're a lady and you break up with a guy, you know, and y'all got a thing for each other, but it ain't a good thing. It ain't, it ain't good for y'all to be together. You know, it's just bad. You fight all the time. You know, once you open that can of worms, once you send that text late at night, being like, you know, maybe it'll be different. It ain't going to be different, you know? I bought a can of dip. The last can of dip I bought, I took, I think, one dip out of it. And I was like, man, I ain't even trying to go down this road, man. I don't even know. I ain't trying to feel all this. It ain't fun to quit tobacco. So, but when you're 16, man, you kind of got some good years. You got some good smoking years. Them's good smoking years. Everything's good. Your lungs are young and healthy. You know, you, you, you can afford to get some tickets, you know, you can go fat. You can just, I don't know, man. Consequences don't hit as hard usually, you know, until you get older and then all this stuff starts stacking up. Life starts happening. Things start being an inconvenience. You know, you can't, can't do what you used to do. I was just thinking about that this week. Ain't that interesting? Ain't you glad I talked about that? But, uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so there's that. What else I got to say? What else do I need to say? Man, I got up. I ate me some hotcakes, and I'm feeling generous with my words. Is there any podcaster that don't feel generous with their words? Oh, I started a podcast because I don't talk much. This is the most I'm going to talk today. I'll go ahead and tell you that. I ain't, man, I ain't planning on doing much more talking. This is really, honestly, this is about all. Sometimes it takes me a while to get my oomph going. You know what I mean? Like my, I just, uh, sometimes on the weekends when I do have time to record podcasts, I'm like, dude, I ain't even feel, I don't even want to talk. Like, why, why I want to talk? I could just like take a nap, you know? I could just not do this but I ate some hotcakes this morning you know so I'm feeling good about life right now oh I can tell you I was looking at a GoFundMe man you know you can start a GoFundMe for anything you know like you can you can start a GoFundMe there are people on there for every ridiculous reason that you can think of you know I thought about just starting one and like be like, help me become a millionaire because I don't want to, you know, try to do that on myself, you know. I mean, you can literally, and there are some dumb ones, and people give to the dumb ones. Maybe it's because of like creativity. Now there's GoFundMe for people that really need it. There are, I'll say that. They're a GoFundMe for people that really need it. I'm kind of sketched out to give to them unless they're vetted and I know they're legit. You know, because anybody can just create one of these things. 
So, you know, I've given to people's GoFundMe's if I know that they're, like, legit. Yeah. But you can just start one for anything. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe that's what my podcast is is lacking. Yeah. Maybe I need to, uh... Maybe I need to start me a GoFundMe. You know? For the podcast. Be like, I need new podcasting equipment. People talk about buying podcasting equipment. I'm like, man, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know? I did see an interesting, uh... I did see an interesting article this morning about a woman who sued McDonald's. Um, I'll just read here. Woman sues McDonald's after burger ad compelled her to break Lent fast. Um, Kanisha, this is from the New York Post. Uh, no, it's K-S-E-N-I. Kinesia? Kinesia? It's a Russian. Or of Chenenikova claims she was lured into an indulging she was lured I'm sorry I don't know how to read claims she was lured into indulging in a juicy McDonald's burger and now she's not loving it oh that's a good that's a good play on words there the Russian woman is allegedly allegedly suing the fast food chain after claiming that seeing a mouth watering cheeseburger commercial made her break her fast during Lent when I saw an advertising advertising man I swear I'm not drunk. When I saw an advertising banner, I could not help myself, said uh, the woman, an Orthodox Christian, in a court statement regarding the Mac Religious Act, according to Russian state media. Mac Religious Act? What is that? The, the unhappy meal reportedly occurred in April 2019 while the Omsk native was observing Lent, a strict period in which devout Christians are expected to forego meat, meat byproducts, poultry, eggs, and dairy. Ain't that like Catholic? Or Trigonofitakova claims she, she had adhered to the belt-tightening custom for a month when she saw an enticing Golden Arches banner advertising a cheeseburger and chicken nuggets. Despite successfully fasting for the last 16 years, the hangry woman couldn't resist and visited McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger. The repentant religious follower admitted in her statement. However, the cheap meal apparently didn't sit well with Andre Gorgosov, who is suing McDonald's for $14 as the chomp insation for breaching consumer protection law and insulting her religious feelings, the Daily Mail reported. In the actions of McDonald's, I see a violation of the consumer protection law, fume the wrathful worshiper. I like whoever wrote this. The wrathful worshiper. I asked the court to investigate an event violation has taken place to oblige McDonald's LLC to compensate me for moral damage in the amount of 1,000 rubles, $14. The court is yet to set a date for Al-Hilabrilla according to Russian outlets. So, that's crazy. What kind of world are we even living in, man? You know what I mean? 
like I ain't knocking people that want to fast or do what do what you do, man. Do what you do. But man, you can't be suing McDonald's because you ain't got good willpower. You know what I mean? And for fourteen dollars, that's just kind of stupid. Like, what's wrong with you? I mean, you ate a cheeseburger. It ain't the end of the world. Maybe that ain't right. Maybe some people. I mean, it ain't right, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, if I don't believe something, I'm like, ah, oh, it'll be all right. Why? Well, because I don't believe it, and it's a crock, you know? But it's not a crock to her. But, I mean, that's the kind of world we're living in these days, is, like, people are, like, I don't know, they're blaming other people because they don't feel okay. Because of choices that they make in life, you always want to have somebody else to blame. Dude, you did it. McDonald's ain't make your make you go in there and get no cheeseburger. You seen a commercial and you want a cheeseburger, you ain't got one. It ain't got nothing to do with McDonald's. I mean, and everybody's angry after they eat McDonald's. Who eats McDonald's and they're like, that was sure, that was sure great. I'm loving that. No, it ain't nobody. I, it's kind of like with Taco Bell with me. Like whenever I go to Taco Bell, like I'm like, God. After I eat, I'm like, that was disgusting. You know. But it's like, then I forget a year later. And I'll go there and be like, God. <laughs> uh, but I ain't suing them because I feel disgusting, you know, after I eat it. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, people, you can just sue people for whatever nowadays. I broke wet. Now I'm suing them. Yeah, that's just somebody wanting to be in public eyes, all that is. Man, that's all that is. But, uh, anyway, that's about, uh, man, that's about all I got. That's about all I got today. I can't ramble on and on. <sighs> I just ain't got nothing else to say about it. You know what I mean? But I do appreciate you stopping by and listening to the podcast today. That I do appreciate. You know? It, that, that is why I'm here. I'm here for you, believe it or not. You know, and you might be like, Glenn, if you're here for me, just just don't. Just stop. You know, but this is the best I got. What else I'm going to do? You know, what else I'm going to talk about on a podcast, you know, that's interesting, that I'm interested in, that I could keep it going for three years like I've done this podcast. The only thing that I can talk about is stuff that don't even matter. That's just gibberish, you know? That's that's the only thing that can hold my attention. It is. It won't be true crime. It couldn't be. I would get depressed. I would get depressed if I did, like, true crime constantly. Plus, that's a lot of work. You know how much hard them people work on them podcasts? They got to be writing. They got to be researching. They got to be filling their heads with all this stuff about all these people who kill people. Yeah, I couldn't do that day in and day out. I'd just be like, man, what kind of a bummer. Yeah, that would be the name of my podcast is what kind of a bummer is this guy? Yeah, and it can't be nothing like history because then I'd have to know about, I'd have to know about books and learned things, you know? So that's out. The only thing I got left is just random everyday so this happened to me this week, you know? 
and I thought about this and this is what I thought about it you know but uh so 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 I mean that's what you get and you get what you get and you don't even know that's what I always say but thanks for listening you want to leave me a review do it on Apple Podcasts yeah if you must and uh I'd be much obliged and then uh tell your friends yeah tell your friends about all honeymoon hands or tell them to tune in and listen to me tell about all honeymoon hands you know everybody has a honeymoon hands in their life you know I was just blessed enough to know ahead of time that there was going to be potential honeymoon hands you know so I dodged that bullet another bullet dodged another win for this guy you know I hope you have a good week I hope you do I mean that I mean that from the bottom of my cold, dead heart, guys. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.